Batting ninth is the pitcher, Tug McGraw. So the Cardinals are starting the very same lineup in batting order that they posted last night before that game was rained out. The Mets have made one change in the batting order they posted last night. They switched Johnny Lewis and Charlie Smith. Charlie Smith was to have batted cleanup last night with Johnny Lewis fifth, and they have just switched in the batting order. St. Louis Cardinals are taking the field. Bob Gibson leaves the dugout, and he's on his way to the mound. St. Louis, Missouri, ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem. Two strikes to Ron Hunt. 
Bob Gibson has a lifetime record against the Mets of 11 victories and two losses. Both losses were to Al Jackson and both by the identical score of one to nothing. Gibson now with the pitch. It's a check swing ground ball to the right side of foul ball. Yogi Berra comes off the coaching lines at first to come up with the ball. Fires it back out to Gibson. Don Hefner is the Met coach around at third. Bob Gibson is 29 years of age, 6'1", 185-pounder. Here's a swing and a line drive to short. It's taken by Dick Groat. As he had to leave his feet to spear the line drive, and there's one away. That will bring up Roy McMillan, who is playing right now his 1,999th game at shortstop in the major leagues. In the second game of today's doubleheader, he will reach the 2,000-game plateau, something only 10 men have done, 10 shortstops. And the history of the game, here's the pitch low for a ball. McMillan is hitting 253 this year. He has one home run and 35 runs batted in. Here's a swing and a foul ball back and out of play. Bob Gibson has won 16 games overall this year, and he has lost 10. One man out, nobody on base for the Mets, and here's a 1-1 delivery. Foul off to the right side and out of play. Well, there's been a lot of conjecture as to whether or not manager Herman Franks would pitch Marichal today in Chicago, and Marichal is warming up at Wrigley Field. Dick Ellsworth is warming up for the Chicago Cubs. Now the 1-2 pitch. Breaking ball, it's inside, it's 2-2. Two and two. and looks in to get a sign from Tim McCarver. 2-2 delivery. Swung on and missed for strike three. Bob Gibson with a strikeout. Gets McMillan swinging. Two away and hit. Crane Bull is the batter. Crane Bull leads the Mets in batting with a mark of 268. He has nine home runs and 51 runs batted in. Charlie Smith leads the Mets in runs batted in with 59. Greenfield is a left-hand batter facing right-hand pitcher Bob Gibson. Breaking ball is low, ball one. Two men out and nobody on base. Bob Gibson against Tug McGraw in the first game today. Rob Gardner against Ray Washburn in the second. That's high for a ball, 2-0. The winner here on Friday night for the Mets was Dick Selma, getting his first Major League victory. Gordon Richardson turned in a fine relief job to save it for Selma. Here's a 2-0 pitch. Fastball high and tight. Three balls and no strikes to Ed Cranepool. down the pike for a call strike it's three and one the cardinals start today with a record of 67 wins and 69 losses 
for a percentage of 4.93, and they're 10 and one half games behind the league-leading Dodgers. It's a swing and a miss on a fastball. Full shot to Craneville. Gibson looks for his sign and the payoff pitch. Low and he walked him. The Mets get their first base runner. Here in the top half of the first inning, Craneville goes to first with two men out, and Johnny Lewis is the batter. Johnny is hitting 244. He has 14 home runs and 39 runs batted in. Lewis came to the Mets from the St. Louis Cardinals. Now Gibson checks and deals, and the pitch is it on the ground through the hole in the left field for a base hit. Charged by Lou Brock, up with it, plays it in. Cranepool holds it second, and Johnny Lewis is on it first with the first Met base hit of the ballgame. It gives the Mets runners at first and second now with two men out, and Charlie Smith is up. Charlie is hit safely in nine consecutive games. His average is 263, 16 home runs, and 59 runs batted in. He's a right-hand batter. Gibson with the pitch, and it's low for a ball. The Cardinals with an infield of Bill White at first, Julian Javier at second, Dick Grote at shortstop, and Ken Boyer around at third. Lou Brock is in left field, Kurt Flood is in center, and Bobby Tolan is in right. Now Gibson checks and deals, swing and a miss. One and one. Christopher is waiting in the on-deck circle for the Mets. Gibson checks, deals a pitch, low, and it's two and one. Overall, the Cardinals and the Mets have played 16 games this year. Cardinals have won 11, the Mets have won five. will be a 2-1 pitch. It's on the way. Swung on it. On the ground is short. Big hop up to Grote. He flips it over Javier for the force on Johnny Lewis. And the side is retired. That's got no runs. They had one hit. There was a walk. No errors and two left. And the score at the end of a half inning is the Mets nothing and the Cardinals coming to bat. Is this one of those days when you're not yourself? You'll feel more so when you listen to this. Until the singers raise a ferocious thirst. Then they change their tune. This is a traditional Irish drinking song, and often the beer they drink is Rheingold Extra Dry. In fact, in New York City, where there are more Irish than in the whole of Dublin, more people drink Rheingold than any other beer. Why do Irish Americans like Rheingold? We don't know, but we must be doing something right.
bottom half of the first inning now. It'll be Lou Brock up to lead off for the St. Louis Cardinals. Tud McGraw on the mound for the New York Mets. McGraw has won two games and lost three. His first Major League victory was a root-doing performance at Shea Stadium against the St. Louis Cardinals. In that game, he allowed seven hits, five walks, struck out five. As the Mets won it four to two. Lou Brock is a left-hand batter. Coming up now with a batting average of 292, 14 home runs, and 58 runs batted in. He's hit safely in 11 consecutive games. Tug McGraw is 21 years of age, part of the Mets Youth of America movement. Charlie Smith comes in on the edge of the grass at third base against the bunning ability of Lou Brock, who also likes to drag the ball to the right side on occasion. Now McGraw's pitch. Swung on and it in the air to left field, and it'll be a long run for Hickman. He's coming on near the line. He's there, and he makes the catch in foul territory. So Brock is fouled out down the line and left to Jim Hickman. One away, and that will bring up Kurt Flood. Center fielder is hitting 302. He leads the regulars in batting. He has eight homers and 69 runs batted in. Flood is a right-hand batter. Doug McGraw's pitch. Low and away for ball one. In preseason pro football games yesterday. American Football League, Houston defeated San Diego 13-10, Kansas City over Boston 34-7, Oakland over Denver 30-20. Swinging a ground ball, a deep short, taken by McMillan, long throw, and not in time, he beat it out for a base hit. Mike had to go deep in the hole, and he knew that with Kurt Flood going down the line in a hurry, he'd have to get rid of it, he did on a short hop over to Cranville, Cranville dug it out, but it's a base hit for Kurt Flood, the first for the Cardinals. It brings up shortstop Dick Grote. Grote is batting 253. He has 48 runs batted in. In an interview with Ralph Kiner during the rain delay last night, he indicated that he is uh, seriously considering uh, ending his active playing career. He wants to stay in baseball, possibly as a manager, a coach, or in whatever capacity is available. Runner goes as a swing and a miss and a throw and Flood is hung up to throw back to first and he is out at first base. It was a hit and run play and it was a pitch out called for by Catazzaro and Flood got about halfway and decided to go back. So uh, he is out at first as it goes 2-6-3 if you're scoring. Dick Grodin trying to protect the runner on the pitch out threw his bat at the ball. Did not connect and Kurt Flood is out there. Two men down, nobody on base. And a strike one count to Dick Grote. Flood uh, saw that he was going to be out by a good margin and he decided to go back to first. Here's a swing and a drive in the air to right and Christopher goes back in the warning track and makes the catch. So the side is out. No runs, one hit. No runs, none left. The score at the end of an inning is... That's nothing, and the Cardinals nothing. 
The Mets still have a number of ball games to be played at Shea Stadium against contenders for the pennant. Milwaukee Braves, the Cincinnati Reds, Pittsburgh Pirates, the Philadelphia Phillies. So if you'd like to purchase tickets for any of the upcoming games at Shea Stadium, the advanced ticket window at the stadium is located at Entrance D, and it's open seven days a week. It's open right now. There is a Met ticket office at Pennsylvania Station in the Long Island Railroad waiting room. It's open six days a week. It is not open on Sunday. And the same is true of the Met ticket office at the Grand Central Terminal, which is at the foot of the 42nd Street and Vanderbilt Avenue route. There is a Met ticket office at Macy's in Huntington, Long Island. Then the Walt Whitman Shopping Center, and it's open during regular store hours. Reservations can be made for box and reserve seats at any of the Howard Clothes stores, Child's Restaurants, or Calico Kitchens in the greater New York area. And tickets to all Met games may be ordered by mail. Reserve seats are $2.50, box seats are $3.50. Simply add 25 cents to each order for handling and postage. And address your checks and money orders to Met Ticket Office, Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York. Joe Christopher is coming up to lead off for the Mets. Christopher is hitting 262 with five home runs and 39 runs batted in. He's a right-hand batter facing a right-hand pitcher here. Gibson deals. It's a fastball high. Ball one. Christopher has an eight-game hitting streak, and he has hit safely in 15 of his last 16 games. Over the 16 games, he has gone 23 for 60. That's a clip of 383. That pitch is low, and it's 2-0 now. No score. We're in the top half of the second inning of the first game of a scheduled doubleheader. Jim Hickman is on deck. Here's a 2-0 delivery. And it's high. Gibson goes behind 3-0. He walked Craneville in the first inning. the 3-0 pitch. In there for a strike, it's 3-1. pitch. And it's in there for a call, strike two. So it's a full count to Christopher, with nobody out here in the top of the second. steps back for a moment and now comes back into the batter's box. Here's the payoff pitch. Foul back and out of play. Count holds three and two. In Saturday, preseason pro football, the Detroit Lions defeated the New York Giants 25 to 21. San Francisco 49ers beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 23-9. Here's a pitch high, and Christopher goes to first base. Second walk that is then issued by Bob Gibson. Puts Christopher on at first and brings up Jim Hickman. Jim Hickman was the big star here night before last when he became the first Met ever to hit three home runs in a single game. He also had a single to set a new Met record for total bases in one game, 13. Joe Christopher last year had 12 total bases in one game. So Hickman is up for the first time now in this game with a season's batting average of 223. 
swing and a miss as he was checking. He has 12 home runs for the year and 30 runs batted in. Yesterday's football scores, the Green Bay Packers 30, the Cleveland Browns 14, and Baltimore Colts 33, and the Washington Redskins 23. Here's strike one pitch, and it's high, one and one to Hickman. Hickman was obtained by the Mets in the expansion draft from the Cardinal organization, although he had never played with the Cardinals. Here's a one-one pitch, swung on and missed, it's one and two. Christopher takes his lead at first base and Gibson side arms over. Christopher's back safely. Bill White's the first baseman. Here's another throw over. Not in time. Chris Canizero is on deck. Two pitch swung on and missed, and Gibson gets his second strike out as he gets Hickman swinging. Canizero is coming up in New York City, where there are more different kinds of people than anywhere in the world. More people drink Rheingold Extra Dry than any other beer. Canizero is hitting 177. He is at seven doubles, two triples, and seven runs batted in. Christopher's back safely. Gibson up and set. Pitch to the right-hand batter with a runner going, and it's line foul on the right field line. Christopher already had turned second, so he'll have to cut across coming back to first. Canizero steps out to look down to Don Hefner for his sign. Strike one. That's playing hit and run with one man out. No score in this game. First of two to be played here this afternoon. Runner goes again. Swing and a foul ball on the right field line. And a chase back by first baseman Bill White, who might have a play. He's close. And a fan reaches over the fence down there, and it's off the fan's hand, right down in the corner by the runway, back uh, first on the right field line. So it's simply no play and two strikes to Canizero. White was making a stab, and he might have had a play if the fan hadn't reached out and got it. After all the rain of last night... It had been anticipated that the outfield might be very wet today, but it isn't. It appears to be in reasonably good shape. We had a lot of rain here last night. Umpires waited an hour and 37 minutes before they called it off. Now Christopher takes his lead, and here's the two-strike pitch. Swung on and missed, and it's another strikeout for Gibson. Canizero saying a word. 
referred to umpire Tom Grumman. He thinks he uh, checked it in time, but uh, Grumman said he took it through. So now it's two men out, and Tug McGraw is coming up. McGraw has been up only 12 times. He's had one hit. Tug has signed on with the Marine Corps Reserve, and he and met pitcher Jim Bethke. Figure they'll be leaving for Paris Island boot camp around the 23rd of this month. McGraw's a right-hand batter. Christopher takes his lead and the pitch. In their first strike. Here's a swing and a miss. Two strikes to Tug McGraw. Cardinal defense players McGraw to go to the opposite field. Here's a swing and a miss, and after walking Joe Christopher, Bob Gibson struck out the side. So you got Hickman, Canizero, and McGraw. The runs, no hits, no errors, one left, and the score at the end of an inning and a half is that's nothing and the Cardinals nothing. It's very hard to sell sheet music in Jamaica, you know. They make up songs whenever they need them, like this. Having a party, eating rice and peas, dancing happily as you please. Mmm, charming lady with a very nice smile. Think I'll talk to her for a while. Think I'll talk to her for a while. When Jamaicans get together for a party, the beat is calypso and the songs are made up on the spot. The party was hilarious as it could be, but in the morning there was news for me. The Peggy was a man's wedding suit on his wife. The smiling lady is now my wife. The smiling lady is now my wife. And when the singer finds his throat a little dry, something refreshing will be improvised. Probably Rheingold beer. In New York City, where there are more different kinds of people than in any other city in the world, more people drink Rheingold Extra Dry than any other beer. Why do Jamaicans like Rheingold? We don't know. But we must be doing something right. In the bottom half of the second inning, it'll be Kenny Boyer up to lead off for the St. Louis Cardinals facing left-handed Tug McGraw. In the National League, the Mets and the Cardinals were postponed last night because of rain. The Milwaukee Braves defeated the Pittsburgh Pirates 8-3 in a game that took about six and a half hours to play and was finally called because of rain at the end of seven innings. It was, of course, an official game. Milwaukee winning. San Francisco Giants yesterday afternoon beat the Cubs 7-3. The Dodgers beat the Houston Astros 5-0 using Don Drysdale in relief, although Johnny Padres in relief got the win. And Cincinnati beat Philadelphia 5-4 with a late rush in the ninth inning. Ken Boyer is up now, right-hand batter. Hitting 266, 13 homers, 72 runs batted in. McGraw's pitch in there for a called strike. So starting play in the National League, the Dodgers are on top. The Cincinnati Reds are one game back. The Giants and the Milwaukee Braves are two games out. Pittsburgh 5.5, Philadelphia 8. Here's the pitch in for strike two to Ken Boyer. Mix 
Mickey Vernon on the coaching lines for the Cardinals at first base, and Joe Schultz is on the lines around at third. Looking to count a zero for a sign. Two strike pitch. Breaking ball high. And it's one and two. Bill White is waiting in the on-deck circle. Two delivery to Boyer. Misses outside, and it's two and two. Boyer swings the bat as he waits. Two-two pitch. Swung on and fouled off. It was a breaking ball, and he waited and pulled it foul back to third. Two and two. Now McGraw goes to work again. Swan and popped up to the right side. Second baseman Ron Hunt goes back in the outfield grass in short right and makes the catch. So Boyer pops out to Hunt. One away and Bill White is the batter. Bill White leads the Cardinals in home runs with 21. And he really put one in orbit here off Dick Selma on Friday night. Over the pavilion roof and right out of the ballpark. White has batted in 67 runs and hitting 290. left-hand batter. Way inside and low, ball one. In the American League yesterday and last night, the Chicago White Sox beat the league-leading Minnesota Twins 5-4. to four. Washington Senators shut out Detroit 1-0. To Boston Red Sox took two from the New York Yankees, 1-0 to nothing and 7-2. to two. Here's a breaking ball in for a call strike. It's 1-1. One and one. And the Baltimore Orioles beat the Cleveland Indians 1 to nothing in 11 innings. The Los Angeles Angels beat Kansas City 4 to 1. So starting play in the American League, Minnesota's on top. Chicago six and a half games out. Baltimore nine and a half. Here's a pitch in for a call strike to Bill White. One and two. White questions the call. on base. No score in the game. Bottom half of the second. One-two pitch to White. Swung on and missed. He chased the breaking ball out of the strike zone on the outside. First strikeout for Turk McGraw. Two away and it'll bring up Julian Javier. The second baseman has missed, missed much of this season. With a broken hand and then a broken finger. He's hitting 211. Two home runs and 20 runs batted in. Jerry Buczek and Dal Maxville filled in at second during Javier's absence. He's a 
right-hand batter with very excellent speed. Closer to it with a short right field fence. 
And the first pitch is a slider in for a call strike. Right field is 310. A pavilion there, a high fence hit the ball over. Center field 425, left field 351. Next pitch, a changeup that's way high. One ball, one strike. Left center is 379, right center 354. Jim Hickman used right center and left field for his three home runs the other night. And the fourth time up, he ran a bad hop base hit on through in the left field over Ken Boyer. A swing and a foul ball. The ball going out of play and the count moving up to one ball and two strikes. At the end of one, the Giants nothing, Chicago nothing. Marischal pitching against Dick Ellsworth. Marischal looking for his 20th win. Ellsworth for his 14th. Only action other than this in the National League so far. In the American League at the end of five and a half. Boston three, the Yankees nothing. Now the Yankees picking up two on Precious home run in the sixth. So it's a 3-2 game. Another foul ball back over... Home plate and out of play. The count stays at one and two. In that Yankee game, it's Jim Lomberg pitching for the Red Sox against Mel Stoudemire. At the end of one, Cleveland two, Baltimore one. Stang against John Miller. Only games in progress in the American League. Now the pitch back to Creamfield. A fastball low and away. It's ball two. Two balls and two strikes on the left-hand batter. Gibson back to work. And the pitch is hit over the mound. Coming across in front of second base is Dick Grote. His play to first base in time. A good play by Dick Grote to retire the side. Dick got that ball right on the bag at second base and then had to hustle his throw off the first to pick up that green ball. So another 1-2-3 inning. And the score at the end of two and a half innings. The Mets nothing, the St. Louis Cardinals nothing. Now it's time for another unusual fact for the Viceroy Hall of Records. Today's story could be called a batter's nightmare. When Frank Chance was playing for Chicago, he reached base five times in one game. But Frank wasn't doing the hitting. He was hit with five pitch balls. Now let's turn to a more pleasant subject and talk about Viceroy. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. You know why? Because Viceroy is specifically designed to taste the way you'd like a filter cigarette to taste. Not too strong, like some brands that taste as if they didn't have a filter, and not too light, like some others. You know the kind. They just don't seem to satisfy your taste. But when you light up a Viceroy, you get the filter cigarette that's not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the filter for the taste that's right. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. Not too strong and not too light. The taste that's right. the third inning in the first of a doubleheader. In the second ball game today, it's going to be Bob Gardner making his second start for the Mets. He'll be opposed by Ray Washburn. Mets then go on to Milwaukee for a doubleheader tomorrow. Game time will be at 2.55 New York time. So back-to-back doubleheaders. Right here, though, it's the bottom half of the third. No score. And the first batter up for Tug McGraw will be a left-hand batter, Bob Tolan. Bob playing his second major league game, and he takes the first pitch for a called strike. In his first, he singled his first time up and was one for four. 
out of 291 for Jacksonville with 45 stolen bases. He swings at the next pitch. It's strike two. Two-strike count as Tug McGraw pitches here in the bottom half of the third. Tug has given up one base hit. That was an infield hit to deep short by Kurt, Kurt Flood. Tug also has struck out one, walked none. This is his fifth start. He has a record of two and three. And a two-strike delivery, a breaking pitch low and away, and it's ball one. McGraw going down sidearm to the left-hand batter. It'll be Bob Tolan, Tim McCarver, and Bob Gibson against McGraw here in the third. Yankees out in the bottom half of the sixth, just scoring two runs in the home run by Tommy Tresh. They trail by one. It's a 3-2 game with Boston batting in the top of the seventh. Jim Lomberg against Merrill Stoudemire. One ball, two strikes. McGraw now back in to the plate again, and the ball bounced down to first. A two-hopper for Cranepool. He makes the race to the bag in time. So the Mets get their first out here in the bottom half of the third, and the batter coming up, Tim McCarver. Tim, a left-hand batter, hitting 276. He's had 11 home runs and has driven in 43 runs. Tim batting with a tape left thumb. And the left thumb to a left-hand batter, the very important one. That takes a lot of the shock of the swing and hit. First pitch by Graw, fastball over the outside corner, a called strike by Tom Gorman. And now McCarver wants the ball looked at. Umpires in the game are Gorman behind home plate. Ed Sudall at first base. He'll umpire the second ball game behind the plate. Bill Williams at second base and Bob Engel at third. For the Mets, he'll be opposed by Ray Washburn. Mets then go on to Milwaukee for a doubleheader tomorrow. Game time will be at 2.55 New York time. So back-to-back doubleheaders. Right here, though, it's the bottom half of the third. No score, and the first batter up for Tug McGraw will be a left-hand batter, Bob Tolan. Bob playing his second major league game, and he takes the first pitch for called strike. In his first, he singled his first time up and was one for four. Tolan batted 291 for Jacksonville with 45 stolen bases. He swings at the next pitch, hits strike two. Two-strike count as Tug McGraw pitches here in the bottom half of the third. Tug has given up one base hit. That was an infield hit to deep short by Kurt, Kurt Flood. Tug also has struck out one, walked none. This is his fifth start. He has a record of two and three. And the two-strike delivery, a breaking pitch low and away, and it's ball one. McGraw going down sidearm to the left-hand batter. It'll be Bob Tolan, Tim McCarver, and Bob Gibson against... McGraw here in the third. Yankees out the bottom half of the sixth, just scoring two runs in the home run by Tommy Tresh. They trail by one. It's a 3-2 game with Boston batting in the top of the seventh. Jim Lomberg against Mel Stoudemire. One ball, 
two strikes. McGraw out back into the plate again, and the ball bounced down to first. A two-hopper for Cranepool. He makes the race to the bag in time. So the Mets get their first out here in the bottom half of the third, and the batter coming up, Tim McCarver. Left-hand batter hitting 276. He's had 11 home runs and has driven in 43 runs. Tim batting with a tape left thumb. And the left thumb to a left-hand batter, the very important one. That takes a lot of the shock of... The swing and hit. First pitch by Graw. Fastball over the outside corner. A called strike by Tom Gorman. And now McCarver wants the ball looked at. Umpires in the game are Gorman behind home plate. Ed Sudall at first base. He'll umpire the second ball game behind the plate. Bill Williams at second base. And Bob Engel at third. Word on Vinny Smith. The man that Engel replaced is that Vinny's in the hospital and his leg is in traction. He hurt his knee umpiring a game in Shea Stadium about a month ago. Vinny's always had a lot of knee trouble. We certainly hope that he comes out of this one all right. One strike count as McGraw comes back again. A ball hit in the center field. Lewis falls down but gets up in time to make the play. Johnny Lewis started in, stopped quickly, and he slid out and fell down, but got right up to make the play in straightaway center field, not too deep away. Outfield, of course, is very wet from the rains of yesterday. Now with two men away, the batter will be Bob Gibson. Bob, a good hitting pitcher, batting 217 with four home runs and 13 runs battered in. Been up 83 times this year with 18 hits. Two of them doubles and four home runs. Two men out in the bottom half of the third. No score. And the first pitch is fouled to the right side. Strike one. Giants out in the top of the second. So that game nothing, nothing. With the Cubs coming up in the bottom half of the second against Juan Marichal. Dick Ellsworth pitching for the Cubs. Giants trail by two. Cincinnati in second place, one game back. Dodgers in first. One strike pitch to Gibson is just outside. The count, one ball, one strike. Dodgers are at Houston for a single day game. Milwaukee also tied for third place. They're playing Pittsburgh. They're two games back. Next pitch is swung on and missed. Strike two. A change of pace by Tug McGraw. Gibson was fooled completely. That puts a count of one ball and two strikes. No score. Two men out, bottom half of third. First of two games. And McGraw back with a fastball that's fouled off. He had the fastball by Gibson. Gibson got enough for the bat and the ball to follow it to the right side and keep the count of one ball and two strikes. In the Pittsburgh-Milwaukee game, Tommy Sisk is pitching for the Pirates against Bob Sadowski. Let's play Milwaukee tomorrow. A doubleheader. Game time in New York will be at 2.25. Now the 
1-2 pitch. Change up again. This one is outside and high in the count. Two balls and two strikes. Two balls, two strikes. Make the game time of the doubleheader tomorrow 2.55. Curveball back and on the outside corner. Looked at strike three. So Tub McGraw walks off his first three innings of work. Pitching the nine batters, striking out two, giving up one base hit, erased by a pickoff play. And the score at the end of three, the New York Mets nothing, the St. Louis Cardinals nothing. Next, you're going to hear a lullaby, but remember to stay awake for what comes after. this year. That's 247 innings. 2-0 delivery, uh, sort of half swing. Lewis goes far enough, it's strike one. Two balls and one strike. No score. We're in the top of the fourth. No one out. And the next delivery, a slider that's inside. That puts it at three balls and one strike. Cubs are out in the bottom half of the second, so for the Giants, no score. The Cubs, no score after two. Three balls, one strike. Gibson taking a look at his right fielder. He's being moved toward the foul line. Bob Tolan playing out there. Rest of the outfield about straight away. And the next pitch is fouled into the stands, and the count fills out the three and two. The Boston Red Sox are out on the top of the seventh. They lead three to two over the Yankees. Raddatz now pitching in the ballgame for the Red Sox. Relieving Jim Lomberg. Ground ball and Gibson makes a fine play as he leaps off the ground to his left on a slow chopper. He comes up with it, has plenty of time to throw the first base for the out. 
might have been extremely difficult for Julian Javier to feel as it was hit very slowly and it was bounced high in the air just to the left of Bob Gibson. First out in the top of the fourth with no score and it brings up Charlie Smith. Charlie grounded into a force play his first time up as 0 for 1 putting his average at 263. First pitch to the right-hand batter is a fastball through at strike one. The Yankees are out in the bottom half of the seventh, so that game now moving to the top of the eighth. Three to two in favor of Boston. One strike delivery is fouled down in the dirt. That puts it at strike two. Now pitching for the Yankees, Steve Hamilton, replacing Mel Stolomar. The White Sox got a run in the top of the first. They lead Minnesota 1-0 as the Twins bat in the bottom half of the first against Joe Horland. Jim Perry pitching for the Minnesota Twins. A hard swing at a fastball, strike three. Bob Gibson gets his fifth strikeout in the game. His second out in the fourth, and with a score at 0-0, the batter will be Joe Christopher. Walked in a 3-2 pitch his first time up. So his average remains at 262. Joe has hit in 15 of his last 16 ball games. Over that period, batting 383 to raise his average to 262. Right-hand batter. And Gibson with a curveball. It's in for a called strike. Both sides with one hit. No score with two men out in the top of the fourth. One strike delivery, a fastball bounce slowly to third. A very tough play, and it's going to be a base hit if it stays fair. They're letting it roll, and it stops dead right on the line. So Joe Christopher is now hit in 16 of his last 17 ball games. That's the second hit for the Mets. And that ball chopped out on the grass. No one had a chance to make the play. Both Boyer and Gibson standing right over the ball as it sort of settled toward the foul line. And finally came the rest right on the line. Joe now is hit in nine consecutive ball games, And the Mets have a base runner with two men out here in the top of the fourth. And the batter is Jim Hickman. Struck out his first time up, swinging at a curveball. And Gibson in the stretch position. His first pitch, a fastball outside. It's ball one. Giants out in the top of the third with no score. Cubs coming up in the bottom half of the third. They have yet the score. Nothing, nothing game. here the same situation nothing to nothing next pitch back is foul tipped into the glove of Tim McCarver on a check swing and it's one ball one strike Tim Hickman has now become the all-time 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 Met home run hitter he has just surpassed Frank Thomas in total home runs for a Met in a baseball career Christopher's running, the pitch is bounced to third. A two-hopper for Boyer, he takes the bounce, sows over to first base, and Hickman is out. 
Every tire is aside. That score, no runs, get one hit, no errors, and one man left. And the score at the end of three and a half, the Mets nothing, the Cardinals nothing. And once again, here's Lindsey Nelson. What do you think of when you think of Denmark? The Tivoli Gardens? The beaches? The blondes? Many people think of Tuborg beer, which isn't at all surprising because Tuborg seems to have so many of the qualities Denmark is famous for. It's a bright, happy brew, full of the gaiety and hospitality of Copenhagen, where the Tuborg breweries were founded in 1873. If you're a beer connoisseur, you may note the distinctive tang of the fine European hops and the Danish barley. If you simply like a first-rate beer, you'll find Tuborg unusually refreshing, with a flavor you'll remember and look forward to from one bottle to the next. Tuborg is a beer you'll savor slowly, and while you do, it holds its flavor in the glass. It doesn't go flat quickly. It's a flavor that's aged for six months and is given its final bloom by the motion of the ship that brings it across the Atlantic to you. Tuborg is distributed by the Rheingold Breweries. Try it. And when you do, we think you'll say that Rheingold has done something right again. Lindsay, and now we're moving to the bottom half of the fourth, a scoreless ball game, and the Cardinals coming up. They'll be coming up with their leadoff batter, Lou Brock. He'll be followed by Kurt Flood and then Dick Grote. On the mound for the Mets, Tug McGraw. Tug has given up one base hit. That was the Kurt Flood, an infield hit to deep short. Lou Brock, a left-hand batter, stepping in the batter's box. He has an average of 291. In 11 consecutive ball games prior to this one. During that period, batting 388. Rock has 14 home runs, 58 runs batted in. His first time up, he hit the first pitch in the foul territory down the left field line, and Jim Hickman made the catch. A little fun attempt and hit right back to the mound. McGraw picks it up and throws to first base. McGraw fielded that ball right in front of the pitching rubber as Brock, who was trying to drag the ball by the pitcher, was late on the on attempt and was thrown out. So Lou Brock is out twice now on one pitch, and it brings up Kurt Flood, who has the only base hit against Tub McGraw. Flood batting 303, 157 base hits this year, and he takes inside his ball one. Looks like he'll miss the 200 mark this year. 200 mark in base hits, and he takes low in its ball, too. Two balls, no strikes. He was tied last year for the most hits in the National League with 211 with Roberto Clemente, who looks like a sense to be the new batting champion, or actually succeed himself as batting champion of the National League. A two-o delivery hit foul out of play, and the count moves up to two balls and one strike. Flood with eight home runs and 69 runs batted in, having a good year in both those departments for the type of hitter he is. And the next pitch is hit down to second base, a one-hopper, picked up by Rod Hunt. And so the first base gets out number two. So two away in the bottom half of the fourth. No score in the game, and the batter will be Dick Grove. 
Howard Lineout, the deep right field, his first time up. Driving Joe Christopher back against the fence, about 322 feet away. This is a good left-hand hitter's part. As Dan Musial will attest, first pitch to Grote is taken. It's ball one. Grote taking all the way, shortening up the decoy a bunt. Dick is betting 252, an off year for him, with no home runs and 48 runs better in. Chris Canizero sending the signs out to Tug McGraw on the one-strike delivery. Coming back to the plate is a changeup. It's softly in the shallow left field. Jim Hickman moving in has plenty of time, and he makes a catch and that retires the side. So Tug McGraw has now retired 10 in a row since the only hit in the game, which came in the first. And the score at the end of four, the Mets nothing, the Cardinals nothing, and once again, here's Lindsey Nelson. All right, Ralph, the Milwaukee Braves will be coming in to Shea Stadium on Friday night, September 10th. It's next Friday night. And they'll be there for a three-game series, Friday night, Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. You know, the Braves are favored by a lot of the experts to win in the National League, and they right now are in the thick of the fight. Faced by Henry Aaron and Eddie Matthews and Tony Kloniger, who is now a 20-game winner. And then the Cincinnati Reds will be coming in. And, of course, the Cincinnati Reds are favored also by a lot of the experts, and they are also still very much in the thick of the fight. They'll be in on Tuesday and Wednesday nights, September 14th and 15th, and Thursday afternoon, September 16th. With Frank Robinson and Beta Penson and Gordon Coleman and Darren Johnson, who's having a great year, Make your plans to come out and see the Milwaukee Braves and the Cincinnati Reds and make up your own mind about who you think is going to win in the National League. Right now, of course, the Los Angeles Dodgers are still on top. Tickets are on sale for any of the future games at Shea Stadium in New York. As we go to the fifth inning, it's Chris Canizaro. Up for the Mets, he's been up one time and he struck out. Gibson has struck out five and walked two so far, and here's his first pitch. Swung on and missed as Canizero was trying to check, but took it through and strike one. Jan Gibson with the pitch, and it misses outside. One and one to Canizero as Chuck McGraw moves out to the on-deck circle. This is a 1-1 delivery, and it's swung on and fouled off. 1-2 to Chris Canizero. Canizero was an expansion draft selection of the Mets off the Cardinal roster. Now Chris calls time, and he wants the pine tar rag. It's brought out to him. Works on the handle of the bat back up to face Gibson with a count of one ball and two strikes. There is no score in this game, and we're in the top half of the fifth inning. This is the first game of a doubleheader. One-two pitch. Fastball low, and it's two and two. Well, it isn't as bright here weather-wise as it was at the start of the ball game. A little cloud cover move in since the start of the ball game. Here's 2-2 pitch. Swung on and lined in the center, but it's hanging up there, and Kurt Flood stays to make the catch. Canizero lines out the flood in center. There is one away, and Tug McGraw will be coming up. 
Craig's been up one time, and he struck out swinging. Remember, Viceroy is not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the filter for the taste that's right. Although he is a left-hander on the mound, at the plate, Tug McGraw is a right-hander. on the fastball and it's strike one and again the cardinal defense plays McGraw to go to the opposite field just a fastball like Gibson most pitchers would be played that way figuring they'll get around late on that fastball strike one pitch a little high and it's one and one Brown Hunt has moved out to the on deck circle now have had two hits off Gibson so far. Johnny Lewis in the first and Joe Christopher in the fourth. Here's a swing and a miss. It's one and two. Gibson gets his sign from McCarver. Deals one and two and it misses outside. Two-two. Wrigley Field in Chicago, Willie Mays has homered in the fourth with one man on for the Giants. That's number 43 for Willie. And the Giants go ahead of the Cubs 2-0. One Marichal against Ellsworth. Here's a swing and a miss. The ball is dropped by McCarver, and he throws it on down to Bill White. So if you're scoring, make it a K and a 2-3. Strikeout number six for Gibson. Two men out for the Mets here in the top of the fifth, and Ron Hunt's coming up. Juan Marichal is going for his 20th win of the season today. He's won 19, lost 10. The Phillies are at Cincinnati. Lou Burnett against Sammy Ellis. The end of an inning. Pittsburgh nothing, Milwaukee nothing. Tommy Sisk against Bob Sadowski. The Dodgers at Houston in a latest start. Ron Hutt, line to short. Grounded out to first base unassisted. With Willie Mays hitting that homer, in Chicago, it is number 496 for him in his fabulous National League career. Here's a pitch high for a ball. Friday night, Ron Hunt played against the St. Louis Cardinals for the first time this year. As Hunt has missed most of the season. Here's the 1-0 pitch, and it's high for a ball. 2-0. since he was injured against the St. Louis Cardinals. It was the first time that he had faced them here in St. Louis this season. He was injured at Shea Stadium in New York. Here's the pitch low. Phil Gagliano in a baseline collision put uh, Hunt out of action at an operation. And so when he appeared here Friday night, it was the first time he had appeared against the Cardinals here in St. Louis this year. Count him now is three balls and no strikes. waiting on deck. Here's 3-0 pitch. And it's in there for a call strike as Hunt bluffed a couple of steps down toward first. 3-1 now. Hunt settles himself back into the batter's box, taking his time as he does. There are two men out, nobody on base, no score in this game. Pitch. And he walked 
came in a little tight. That's the third walk given up by Gibson, and as Hart goes to first, McMillan comes up, and we step out for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. You're listening to WGY 10 on your radio dial, Schenectady. Lindsey Nelson with Bob Murphy and Ralph Kiner here at Bush Stadium in St. Louis, Missouri. Mets have a base runner at first. Ron Hunt and McMillan is at the plate. Gibson deals and the pitch is high for a ball. McMillan uh, struck out swinging and grounded out third to first. Dick Stewart has hit a grand slammer for the Philadelphia Phillies. Top half of the first inning at Cincinnati. Hitting it off of Sammy Ellis. Runner goes, and here's a swing and a miss. And McCarver's throw to second, taken by Groden. Hunt is out as he slides on his second base. Play goes two six if you're scoring. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. And the score at the end of four and a half innings is the Mets nothing and the Cardinals nothing. And now it's time for another unusual fact from the Viceroy Hall of Records. Got a question for you. You know when the first night game was played? I was surprised it was so long ago. But the Viceroy Hall of Records gives a nod to a couple of amateur teams that played in Massachusetts. The year 1880. Surprising, huh? But I'll tell you this. It's no surprise to see more and more smokers choosing Viceroy. It's because Viceroy's got the taste that's right. You see, Viceroy is specifically designed to taste the way you'd like a filtered cigarette to taste. Viceroy is not too strong, like some brands, it tastes as if they didn't have a filter, and not too light, like some others. You know the kind. They just don't seem to satisfy your taste. But when you light up a Viceroy, you get the filter cigarette that's not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the filter for the taste that's right. In the bottom of the fifth, it will be team captain Ken Boyer up to lead off for the Cardinals. He's been up one time and he popped out to second base. Facing 21-year-old left-hander Tug McGraw. In the second game here this afternoon, Ray Washburn is scheduled to go for the Cardinals. Gardner is scheduled to pitch for the Mets. Ken Boyer settles himself into the batter's box. Manager Red Chandins pacing up and down in the dugout of the Cardinals. There's a breaking ball high and it's ball one. White is waiting on deck. And the Cardinal fans are trying to get something started here on behalf of the home heroes with a little rhythmic applause. This is a 1-0 pitch. Swung on and popped up to shortstop. McMillan is there. He makes the catch and has one away.
outside for a ball to Bill White. One away and nobody on base. Short to first. Now 
and grounded out short to first. We're in the top of the sixth. Gibson's pitch swung on and looped out into center field. And right there is Kurt Flood moving in to make the catch. And there are two men out. That'll bring up Johnny Lewis. The Mets came into today's game in the matter of road attendance, needing just 2,992 to reach the 1 million mark on the road. There are certainly that many and many more years. So with this crowd today, the Mets will, for the first time in their four-year history, go over the 1 million attendance mark on the road. Here's a swing and a ground ball to second base, taken by Javier Gibson, goes to the bag, and it's there in time. So make it 4-1 if you're scoring. No runs, no hits, no errors, not left, and the score at the end of five and a half. That's nothing, and the Cardinals nothing. Now you're going to hear music to eat and say me out as by. And if you want to drink a little beer with it, that's all right with us. Left his feet to get out of the way of that one. 
Gibson is on deck. That's nothing. Cardinals nothing. Bottom of the sixth. delivery and it's a breaking ball it missed inside two and oh Harbor back in swings the bat as he waits draws 2-0 pitch swung on and it in the air to left and Jim Hickman drifts over he's there and he makes the catch McCarver goes out to left, two away, and Bob Gibson's the batter. He's been up one time and struck out. The Mets are today trying to win their 20th road game of the season. They've won 19 on the road. Their record for one season of road victories is 20 that last year. and foul back. Out of play for strike one to Bob Gibson. Gibson has hit four home runs this year. He swings a pretty good bat. He's a good all-around athlete. Fields his position exceptionally well, too. Draws 1-0 pitch. Missed outside, and it is 1-1 as Gibson started to go and laid off at the last possible moment. One-one delivery. Slow breaking ball high. Pulled the string, but didn't get it in the strike zone, so it's two and one. pitch, and it's in for a call strike, 2-2. Two, two. Defensively, the Mets play Gibson straight away. Carr takes a moment to adjust his haberdashery. Turns to look in for a sign. 2-2 two, two pitch. Swing ground ball back to the mound. A comebacker taken by McGar. Plays it on over to Cranville. Gibson doesn't run at all. Stays right there. He grounds our pitcher to first. Runs, no hits, no errors, none left. And the score at the end of six full innings is the Mets nothing and the Cardinals nothing. Bob Murphy will be along in just a moment to detail the play-by-play. -play. But first, you know, Yeti boat isn't something you row or sail. You sing it like this. Polish call for beer, and often it's Rangel extra dry they call for. 
In fact, in New York City, where there are more Poles than in all of Świdnica, more people drink Rheingold than any other beer. Why do Polish Americans like Rheingold? We don't know. But we must be doing something right. seventh inning and Charlie Smith leads off against Bob Gibson. First pitch thrown a swing and a miss strike one. Charlie has been up twice and into a force play and been struck out. St. Louis playing the infield straight away against Charlie Smith. The outfield straight away. Breaking ball is down in the dirt. One ball and one strike. the on-deck batter, and then Jim Hickman. Now Gibson looking in to Tim McCarver. He winds and pitches. Towering pop foul. Coming back looking for a play is Tim McCarver. And there'll be no play. It drops into the crowd. Here are the warm-ups for today's Dodger-Houston Astro game. It'll be Sandy Koufax for the Dodgers. 21 wins and 7 losses. Robin Roberts has won 4 and lost none since coming back to the National League. Pitching for the Houston Astros. This will be Sandy's fourth outing in quest of his 22nd win. Pittsburgh nothing, Milwaukee nothing at the end of 2. Tommy Susk against Bob Sadowski. One ball and two strikes on Charlie Smith. Strength three calls. Sandy, 21 wins and seven losses. Robin Roberts has won four and lost none since coming back to the National League. Pitching for the Houston Astros. This will be Sandy's fourth outing in quest of his 22nd win. Pittsburgh nothing, Milwaukee nothing at the end of two. Tommy Susk against Bob Sadowski. strikes on Charlie Smith. Fastball is in. Strike three call. Gibson notching his seventh strike out of the game. One out and nobody on. Now Joe Christopher coming up. Joe has been up twice and been on base twice. He has reached on a walk and an infield hit. The only solid base hit in the ball game was a single to left field by Johnny Lewis in the first inning. The other hit by the Mets, a scratch hit by Christopher, and the Cardinals' only hit was a scratch hit. It's in at the knees for a call strike on Joe Christopher. The Phillies four and the Cincinnati Reds two at the end of one inning. Roger Craig has relieved Sammy Ellis in the second inning. Dick Stewart had a grand slam off Ellis in the first. Foul ball. He hit that one twice, catching it on the backlash. Now the count is strike two on Joe Christopher. They're in the fifth inning at Wrigley Field now. The Giants two and the Cubs one. Juan Marichal trying to become the third 20-game winner in the National League. Sandy was the first to get it. Then came Tony Kleininger. 
And off speed, pitches outside and low. One ball and two strikes. Pitching one and two. Drive down the left field line. It may go foul. It's right down the line, and it is a foul ball. Into the left field corner, a foul ball by just a couple of feet. That's the hardest drive hit off Gibson in the ball game. Had the ball been fair, it might very well have been caught by the left fielder, Lou Brock. Brock, with that great speed, almost reached it in foul territory. Stepping back into the batter's box, the count, one ball and two strikes. No score, we're in the seventh inning. Gibson winding, here's the pitch on the way. Bounced foul, that one caught McCarver on his throwing hand. Tim McCarver whacked on the right thumb by a foul tip off Christopher's bat. And Tim is really hopping around. He was hurt earlier in the season and had to miss several ball games. Euchre took over behind the plate, then Euchre was hurt. And Mike Shannon, an outfielder, had to go behind the plate. Here comes Red Shandines out to home plate to have a look at the hand. He's talking to McCarver to be sure that he's all right. And it appears that he will be. Tom Gorman telling Bob Gibson to throw him a couple of pitches to make sure he can throw the ball all right. that McCarver is okay to continue. One out, nobody on. It's one ball and two strikes to Joe Christopher. Gibson winding. Down comes his pitch. Low and outside. It's two and two. up and down in the lines at first. And the 2-2 delivery, a smash off the glove of Gibson. He picks it up. Now he throws the first in time, and Christopher is out. That ball looked like a curtain hit for Joe Christopher, a wicked smash back to the box. But Gibson, who is a nifty fielder, got hit on the glove and the leg, and the ball carried him toward first base. He went right after it and threw Christopher out. And that brings up Jim Hickman. Jim has been struck out, grounded out third to first. We're scoreless, two outs, nobody on, seventh inning. Check swing and a slow grounder down the first baseline. 
Grabbed by Gibson. He jogs on over to first. Makes the play unassisted, and the side is out. Three up and three set aside. And the score at the end of seven, six and a half innings. The New York Mets nothing, and the St. Louis Cardinals nothing. And now a word from Viceroy Cigarettes. Christopher in right field and fly to left, nothing for two. 
throws the wind up, pitch to Grote, just under the knees, one ball and no strikes. Lined up. Here's the pitcher on the way. A let up inside and low. Two balls and no strikes. Johnny Lewis, the center fielder, playing Dick Grote the hit to the opposite field. He moves over toward the alley and right center against Grote. Here's the 2-0 pitch. And it's a strike on the outside corner about knee high. Two and one. Shading a road toward the middle. Now the pitch on the way. Under the knees, ball three is three and one. Kim Boyer, the Cardinal third baseman and cleanup batter, is waiting in the on deck circle. Giants picked up two runs in the fifth inning. They now lead the Chicago Cubs four to one at the end of four and a half. it up. The 3-1 delivery, a ground ball bounced to short. McMillan snags the hop, strides and throws. The side is out. Tug McGraw getting the Redbirds in order in the seventh inning. And so, Tug McGraw has now retired 18 of the last 19 batters to face him. The only man to reach base was Bill White, hit by a pitch in the fifth inning since the first inning of the ball game. At the end of seven, the score, the New York Mets nothing and the St. Louis Cardinals nothing. Giants four and the Cubs one after four and a half with Marichal going for his 20th. Willie Mays has hit his 43rd, 496 of his career, and Billy Williams has hit his 28th. In the American League, the Yankees have tied up the Red Sox three to three. They go to the 10th inning. Raditz and Ramos are in relief. The White Sox won and the Twins nothing at the end of three. Orland against Perry. Baltimore four, Cleveland two at the end of four, but Palmer has relieved John Miller in the fifth inning for the first. Stang is the Cleveland pitcher. Washington won, Detroit nothing at the end of three on a home run by Woody Held. Pete Rickard and Mickey Lolich are the pitchers. Later, it's Kansas City and Los Angeles. off against Bill Bob Gibson as we go to the eighth inning. Curve is over to Chris, strike one call. Gibson has walked three, struck out seven, allowed no runs, given up just two hits. A line shot caught by Ken Boyer at third. Two line drives in a row that have been hit by Canizero that have been caught. up young Doug McGraw. He's given just one hit, an infield hit in the first inning. Allowed only one other base runner, that was Bill White, hit by a pitch, and has retired 18 of the last 19 batters. Doug hitting right-handed. 
breaking ball, low it outside, one ball and no strikes. Now Gibson winds, Dan Kelsey's pitch, and the blazer is on the outside corner of strike, one ball and one strike. down comes Gibson, picks it up easily, throws to first, and McGraw is out. They're trying to bunny's way on, but bunted the ball almost directly back to the mound. Gibson has now retired eight men in a row. Base runner for New York was Ron Hunt coming up now. He reached on a walk in the fifth inning and was caught stealing. The Ryan Gould Chug-A-Mug is a wide-mouthed glass mug that holds 12 ounces of beer, and it even feels right when you pick it up. They're just about the handiest thirst quenchers in town, and you'll find special Chug-A-Mug displays in your area. short, grounded out to first, reached on a walk. Ball one. Now Gibson winds, down comes his pitch. It's on the inside corner, one ball, one strike. Two outs and nobody on. No score in the ball game. Ray Washburn and Rob Gardner are the pitchers in the nightcap of this doubleheader today. The one-one delivery, a swing and a miss. One ball and two strikes. Washburn was unbeaten last time against the New York Mets until he hooked up with Tug McGraw on that last homestand. Tug went all the way, the Mets winning 4-2 to two to hand Washburn the setback. Cincinnati got four runs in the last half of the second inning. They have now come from behind and gone in front of Philadelphia 6-4 to four at the end of two. Ground ball bounced it short. Root coming in charging is up with it, throws the first, the side is out. No hits, no errors, none left. At the end of seven and a half innings, the score, the New York Mets nothing, the St. Louis Cardinals nothing. If you've been wondering what Swedish Americans sing after the smorgasbord, listen to this. People drink Rheingold in any 
any other beer. Why do Swedish Americans like Rangoon? We don't know. But we must be doing something right. against Doug McGraw. Ken Boyer has met up twice. Bob to second and Bob to short. takes a deep breath to relax himself on the mound. Gordon Richardson and Darrell Sutherland start throwing easily in the Mets' bullpen. Last of the eighth inning, no score. Here's the pitch to Boyer, and it's high ball one. Pitch to Boyer. Outside in the highest ball, two. Two balls and no strikes. For St. Louis, Becky Vernon coaches first base, and Joe Schultz will be at third. A draw behind on the count. The 2 0 delivery is up high. It's ball three. For the first time all afternoon, those three pitches have been way out of the strike zone. But now Chris Canizero walks slowly back toward the mound before returning it. Doug's control has been marvelous. He hasn't walked a man. Cardinals over the first seven innings had just 21 men come up. Only two base runners. 3-0 delivery. Ball four, it was way outside. And all four of the pitches were out of the strike zone by a wide margin. the first walk given by McGraw, and it brings up a tough hitter in Bill White. Chris Canizero going out now to talk to Tuck McGraw. Now let's see how the Cardinals play it. White is the hitter. Behind him in the batting order, Julian Javier, a right-hand batter, and Bobby Tolan, a left-hand hitter. pitching position. They look for the butt. He squares around, busts it a good butt off the mound of third. He fumbles it. Everybody's safe. Kirk McGraw had plenty of time to make the play, but made the mistake of trying to pick the ball up with his bare hand instead of using his glove. Sacrifice and an error, and Wes Westrom is on the way to the mound. Doug got to the ball in plenty of time to get White at first base. He probably had in his mind to 
grab it quickly with his throwing hand and make a play at second base. But in so doing, he uh, fumbled it. And the Cardinals now have runners on first and second and nobody out. First threat for the Cardinals in the ball game. First time they've had a runner as far as second base. Western talking to Tug McGraw, trying to calm him down a little bit, returns to the dugout. Julian Javier is coming up. Javier has bounced to short and hit into a double play started by Roy McMillan. Now let's see how the Cardinals play it, and let's assume that they're going to try and bump the runners over. Bobby Tolan and Kim McCarver behind Javier in the batting order. up the line toward home. Here's the pitch. He was around the bunt, didn't offer. It was inside. One ball and no strikes. Canizero took a look toward second, did not throw. At Chicago, Billy Williams has hit his second home run of the ball game. The Giants now leading the Cubs 4-2 with Chicago hitting the last half of the sixth inning. Now the pitch. Way outside, ball two, it's 2-0. Two Doug McGraw in trouble for the first time this afternoon, and this is going to be all for McGraw. Darrell Sutherland is going to be brought in. For the count, two balls and no strikes on Julian Javier. Doug will be taken out now by Wes Westrom, and Darrell Sutherland will be brought in. And you can see that Tug McGraw is a very disappointed young man. He has pitched a magnificent ball game. As Wes Westrum pats Tug on the back, he kicks at the dirt in disappointment with himself. And slender Darrell Sutherland, the 23-year-old right-hander from Glendale, California, comes in to take over. And here's the hand for Tug. doing a superb job and each outing he is improving and learning more. Darrell Sutherland, another young prospect of the New York Mets, is now on the mound in relief. Darrell's eighth outing since joining the club from Buffalo. He's won one and lost one. Darrell's first major league win was in relief against the Astros. He lost the game he started to the Giants and has pitched very effectively in relief. So Tug leaves the game after pitching seven innings. At the moment, he has allowed no runs, given up just one hit. And that was an infield hit by Flood in the opening inning of this game. Walked only one man. The leadoff walked to Boyer here in the eighth. And he struck out two. The runners on base are Tug's responsibility. Should Javier be walked... He would also be the responsibility of Tug McGraw. Darrell Sutherland, 
Big 6'10 right-hander from Glendale, California. Sinker ball specialist. steps in. The count is two balls and no strikes. Richardson continues to work hard in the bullpen because the next two batters up are left-hand hitters, Bobby Tolan and Tim McIver. Let's look for the bunt. Now Darrell Sutherland in the set position. Delivers. Inside and high. It's ball three. And again, Javier turned around to bunt. Cordell is a pitch away from loading the bases. Three balls and no strikes on Javier. Now the pitcher on the way. He takes all the way. It's high ball four. The bases are loaded. Nobody out. Infield in against 
Robbie Tolan trying to head off the lead run, Ken Boyer. Richardson winding, the pitch to Tolan. Foul ball back toward the crowd and out of play. First game of a doubleheader. Dave Eilers is on call and the Mets bullpen now. The outfield around toward right against Poland. Richardson winds. Here's the pitch on the way. A high fly ball. It's a right center. Johnny Lewis is getting under it. Boyer tags up. Lewis makes the catch. Here comes Boyer. Here comes the throw. They may get him. He is out of the plate. The ball is dropped and he's free. Lewis had him thrown out. Canizero made the tag and then dropped the ball. He had the ball knocked loose. Cardinals lead, one to nothing. Johnny Lewis with that great throwing arm of his. Had thrown out Ken Boyer, and so an error will be charged to Chris Canizero. One of the few you'll see him make. So instead of it being two outs and two on... It's one out, two on, and a run in. That is not a sacrifice fly. Because Canizero is charged with an error. Tom Gorman had already called Boyer out when the ball was dropped. Johnny Lewis gets credit for an assist. He now has 14 assists this year. Tim McCarver is up, a run is in. The Redbirds are in front, one nothing. Runners on first and second, one man out. Here's the pitch by Richardson, a line drive down the right field line, foul! Foul ball by about a foot. Bill White is on second and Julian Javier on first and they return. One strike count on the Bulldog, Kim McCarver. We're in the last of the eighth inning. Now the stretch. Pitch to McCarver. Inside the high. He steps back. One ball, one strike. Roy McMillan shaded over towards second against McCarver who hits up the middle and pulls the ball. Charlie Smith gives him the third base line and plays him over toward the hole on the left side of the infield. The 1-1 delivery. A line drive to right field. It's well hit. Back goes Christopher. It's over his head for a base hit. White is around third scoring. Javier is going to third. Turns and holds up as Hunt relays the ball to the plate. And the Cardinals lead to the nothing.
pavilion wall in right field about Tim McCarver scores Bill White. St. Louis in front now, two to nothing. nothing after four and a half. Tommy Sirsk against Bobby Sadowski. Cincinnati six, Philadelphia four after two and a half innings. It's thrown to Gibson, a foul ball back, no play. Giants four and the Cubs two. They're in the last of the seventh inning at Chicago. Two runs are in. St. Louis in front, two to nothing. Last of the eighth inning. One man away. Runners on second and third. Javier is on third and McCarver on second. Here's the pitch to Gibson. A line drive base hit to right field. In the score is Javier. Rounding third and holding up is McCarver. Greenville gets the throw off, fires the second running down, and Gibson streaks into second base.
Gordon Richardson, who was so effective in relief on Friday night, was hit hard by the Cardinals in relief here today. All three of the Cardinal runs are unearned runs. So Tug actually gave up only one hit, and that was an infield hit by a flood in the first inning. We'll be going to the ninth inning in the first game of today's doubleheader with New York now behind 3 to nothing. Following the doubleheader today, the Mets fly to Milwaukee for a Labor Day doubleheader tomorrow. We'll be on the air at 2.55 p.m. New York time. After a two-game stopover in Cincinnati, the Mets are back in Big J on Friday night with an important weekend series against the home-run-hitting Milwaukee Braves. Tickets on sale at the advanced sale window at Shea Stadium. In Midtown Manhattan, you can buy Mets tickets to the Long Island Railroad waiting room at Penn Station or at Grand Central Terminal at the foot of the 42nd Street in Vanderbilt Avenue ramp. For Mets fans living on Long Island, tickets are on sale during regular store hours at Macy's in the Walt Whitman Shopping Center in Huntington. Chuck Hiller will bat for Roy McMillan as we go to the ninth inning. back upstairs and out of play. This is the second straight heartbreaker for Tug McGraw. Swing and a miss on a high hard one. He was in a tie ball game with the Astros 2-2 two two in the ninth inning and got beat on an, un on an unearned run his last time out. The important thing and the encouraging thing is how well the young left-hander from Vallejo, California has been pitching. Taken high by Chuck Hiller, one ball and two strikes. Now Gibson Wines, the pitch to Chuck Hiller. Foul pop-up. Back comes Tim McCarver hoping for a play. And near the backstop, he can't get a play. He really gave that one a try. He slammed into the screen trying to grab it. Been a rugged ball game for McCarver. He was hit on the right thumb with a foul tip earlier. Shandy's taking no chance as he has his veteran relief face, Al Woodachick, loosening in the bullpen. Eddie Crane girl is on deck. Beautiful day in St. Louis now. Pillar straddling the plate. Now the pitch by Gibson. A swing and a miss. He struck him out. That is the eighth strikeout for Bob Gibson. He now has 
has struck out 231 batters this year. Eddie Crane blew a later. Eddie has reached on a walk, bounced to short, fly to center. Nothing for two. The Cardinals have a total of three hits. The Mets have a total of two hits. Gibson with a breaking ball to that side, ball one. Gibson is trying to pitch his sixth shutout of the season. Fastball right in there for a call strike. It's one ball, one strike. but it gets the outside corner. One ball and two strikes. One and two on Eddie Cranepool. Outside and high, two and two. Johnny Lewis is on deck. Dodgers got a run in the third inning in the Astrodome. They lead Houston one nothing after two and a half. Koufax against Roberts. Pirates nothing and the Braves nothing at the end of five innings. Dueling Tommy Sisk and Bob Sadowski. Low and inside three and two. Dick Stewart had a grand slam to give the Phillies a four-run lead in the first inning. Cincinnati came right back to score six runs in the first two. They lead six to four at the end of three and a half. drive in the air to left field coming in his front and he makes the catch. Hard hit line drive by Crane Bull. It stayed up just long enough to be picked off by Lou Brock. Gibson with a breaking ball that's outside, ball one. Gibson is trying to pitch his sixth shutout of the season. Fastball right in there for a call strike. It's one ball, one strike. but it gets the outside corner. One ball and two strikes. One and two on Eddie Cranepool. Outside and high, two and two. Johnny Lewis is on deck. Dodgers got a run in the third inning in the Astrodome. They lead Houston one nothing after two and a half. Koufax against Roberts. Pirates nothing and the Braves nothing at the end of five innings. Dueling Tommy Susk and Bob Sadowski. Low and inside three and two. Dick Stewart had a grand slam to give the Phillies a four-run lead in the first inning. Cincinnati came right back to score six runs in the first two. They lead six to four at the end of three and a half. drive in the air to left field coming in his front and he makes the catch. Hard hit 
line drive by Cranebrook. It's paid up just long enough to be picked off by Lou Brock. Giants four and the Cubs two. They're the last of the seventh in Chicago. But Juan Marichal trying to win his 20th on two days rest. Inside and low, it's ball one to Johnny Lewis. bidding for his 19th complete ball game. Breaking ball over for a strike, two and one. The White Sox lead the Minnesota Twins one to nothing at the end of five. The White Sox are six and a half games out of first place. Pitching two and one. A drive in the air to center field. Coming in is Kurt Flood. He has it. The game is over. Two hitters for the Mets, hitting hard line drives to the outfield, and both were caught. And Gibson leaves the mound with his sixth shutout of the year, his 17th victory. In the ninth inning for New York, no runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. Final score in the opening game of today's doubleheader, the St. Louis Cardinals three, and the New York Mets nothing. We'll be back with a recap of the game in just a moment. Do you drive a car? Then here's some helpful information for you. A safety tip from Shell. Smooth steering is critical. Has your car got it at all speeds? As soon as you can, try this easy road test, courtesy of your local Shell dealer. Pick a smooth stretch of road where it's legal to go 60 miles an hour. First, hold a steady speed of 40. Then move up to 50. Then up to the legal limit. Hold both hands lightly on the steering wheel and feel carefully. Does the wheel shake as your speed increases? Or does it shake at 50, for example, but not at 60? Either way, it's a good bet your wheels are out of balance. Double check by looking at your front tires. If they're wearing unevenly in spots, you can be almost sure your wheels need balancing. See your shell dealer. Balancing wheels doesn't take long, isn't expensive. Incidentally, if you should need new tires, your shell dealer can show you just the right size at just the right price. At Shell, service is our business. the St. Louis Cardinals behind their ace right-hander, Bob Gibson, have taken the opening game of the doubleheader by a final score of 3 to nothing. The second game of the doubleheader will get underway at 4.30 p.m. New York time and will return to our broadcast booth at approximately 4.27 p.m. for the broadcast of the second game. This was a brilliant mound duel between 21-year-old Ted McGraw and veteran right-hander Bob Gibson. McGraw, pitching his finest baseball, Gave up only one hit over the first seven innings, and that was an infield hit by Kurt Flood in the first. And over the first seven innings, McGraw faced just 21 batters. But in the eighth inning, with a score nothing to nothing, he gave up his first walk of the afternoon when he walked Ken Boyer on four pitches that were out of the strike zone by a rather wide margin. The key play came on a punt by Bill White. Doug had plenty of time to make the play, but in his haste, Hoping to get a play at second, he tried to pick the ball up with his bare hand instead of his glove. Booted it, everybody was safe. He went behind Javier, 2-0, and Darrell Sutherland was brought in. Darrell missed the strike zone on two pitches. That loaded the bases, nobody out. Then came a big play. 
Gordon Richardson was brought in, and Bobby Tolan hit a fly ball to center field. Boyer tagged up at third. Johnny Lewis made the catch and fired the ball home to Chris Catazzaro. The throw was right on the money and in time, and Boyer was out of the plate. He had been called out by Tom Gorman, but then the ball was dropped by Chris Catazzaro for an error, and the Cardinals had a run in. McCarver doubled in a run, and Gibson singled in a run, and that was it. St. Louis getting three runs, three hits, no errors, one left. New York, no runs, two hits, two errors, and just four left. Bob Gibson winning his 17th of the year against 10 losses. It was his sixth shutout of the season and his second in succession. His previous start, he had shut out Chicago at Wrigley Field. The loser, Tug McGraw, and again, the young left-hander pitched superb baseball. McGraw now has won two and lost four. In the second game of today's doubleheader, for the New York Mets, making his second start will be young left-hander Rob Gardner. His mound opponent will be right-hander Ray Washburn. The final score of the opening game of today's doubleheader, the St. Louis Cardinals three, and the New York Mets nothing. And we'll be returning from our broadcast group at 427 New York time with the second game of today's doubleheader. Today's